Welcome back to the podcast. Um, we're in a morning freestyle here. Um, I'm going to be talking about some topics that I have permission from a good friend of mine uh, to discuss some topics we've been kind of chatting about since thursday maybe even before thursday since like last week um not debating not arguing just kind of um like i don't know i don't know if you guys have people who you just talk to about stuff where you can talk about just ideas about the universe and just the depths of everything that happens on earth and the human experience and it's kind of one of those, you know, um, me and this person kind of talk about those types of topics, almost only that in music pretty much. Um, and yeah, they gave me permission to kind of talk about the, the topics. Um, now I'm not going to really mention kind of too much of what they said other than the things that they said um they wanted me to kind of talk about so um yeah Sunday morning I'm having a bit of a I don't want to call it a fast um I definitely ate too much on Saturday though but I made it to the gym that was like the biggest miracle of the day is going to the gym I got there at like 5 15 p.m drinking a bulletproof bulletproof coffee right now so it's um instant Folgers. I know, I know, I know. Um about a spoon of cacao and about a spoon of grass-fed ghee, about a spoon of MCT oil. Um So I don't really want to say fasting because it all of that has calories. I think the cacao for a, I don't know if it was teaspoon or tablespoon amount, is 70 calories. Um, I don't know how much with the coffee. I don't um For the MCT8 oil for one tablespoon, it's... Um, 130 calories. I didn't have that much. I'll say maybe half of that. Um, and then for the, um, um, what else did I say? Oh yeah. The grass fed ghee. Um, it's about 120 calories for, um, two tablespoons. I think I probably put like one worth um so that it i mean if i would have put all the those heavier measurements it would have been like like over 300 calorie um co- coffee but i want to say it's probably i'm estimating about 180 to 200 calories so it's just about 9 a.m i've been up for a while woke up at like six 
was really confused because the moon was out and I was just like what is it morning is it night like I didn't really know what was going on and then I saw it was like 6 a.m. I was like the sky looks a little bright to be night still so that's kind of how I started my morning probably slept around 12 30 1 a.m. so I didn't sleep that much and then went back to sleep woke up around 8 maybe 8 7 45 or so so um that was after being up for a little bit at like 6 a.m. um so yeah I'm I'm having a late start to my morning so I just figured you know let me just have some coffee get the day started um get in a good number too I'm 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 a bit I'm a bit overdue um but definitely this coffee will definitely force that situation and then I mean I'll have for lunch I have an omelet and potatoes left over from a diner so I'll eat the other half of that um around noon so I'm not starving myself but just kind of a different kind of morning a morning beverage today um I think that's gonna work well for me uh, it's kind of too hot to drink it but okay so So just talking about, I'm going to break up these topics because if I, if I go into, uh, um, into just all the topics, it's, it's going to be pretty, uh, it's going to be kind of hard to, um, go by. So Last week, you know, I was talking about immortality and um, this week, you know, we get into the topic this morning of, you know, the difference between believing in life after death, like having a strong belief in that, uh, you know, how that might potentially impact you know, daily life choices, life choices, um, you know, um, and so let me see. And how people worry about death. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying people should be like happy about death or that if they're grieving that they're wrong to do that that's not I mean grief is a normal part of life um I'm not you know um promoting people to injure themselves or kill themselves or kill other people I'm not promoting uh that necessarily I understand that people do it you know um I'm well I'm well aware that people do it. Um I'm not judging those people 
people have their reasons. I mean, some people have like purely survival self-defense reasons, mental health reasons, and then other people just, uh, I don't know, like if you're just like a serial killer or something, that's like a whole different thing that I'm not really talking about necessarily. But um, yeah, like how, how does death or the worry of death... Um, like, how does that kind of impact, you know, social interactions? Um, and for people who focus on meditation, telepathy, um, You know, does that impact, you know, life itself, you know, um, the condition of life, the um, day to day of life? Um, And then kind of talking about. talking about eternal consciousness kind of what do we recognize about eternal consciousness um kind of like you know before during and after you know and i guess i, I don't know i guess what i what i want to talk about when it comes to you know, the lifespan of immortality, um, when it comes to, like, current living, right, uh, consciousness in the day-to-day, one thing that I, that I kind of notice, for sure, is, you know, how, how we kind of tend to um, focus, like focus during our days. Um, I can give a practical example. You know, most days, a lot of us, you're if you're a student, you're probably you know if you're before college, you're probably studying from eight a.m. to three p.m. in school. You know that doesn't count what you do before or after school. You know if you're working. You're probably working eight to four or nine to five or some combination of different hours. If you're full time, almost full time, uh, 32 to 40 hours. Some people working more than 40 hour weeks. Um, Now, this isn't even considering all the preparation to get to or from work or to or from school. Um, But if you think of how much time a person is spending, you know, in school or in work or, you know, just for like having to be forced to do what, you know, mainstream society kind of expects of us from age five until 65 or something. So 60 years of just grinding, basically. And 
the rest of your energy is kind of what's left, right? So if you think about consciousness, you know, for the people who, those of us, myself included, who are living this kind of like Western mainstream kind of lifestyle, you know, our consciousness is tied up in whatever we're expected to focus on. You know, if I'm working in mental health, you know, I'm focusing on, you know, treatment planning, other people's, you know, symptom management and planning around that and appointments and, you know, risk assessment and, you know, uh, hopefully people getting better, seeing improvements in their in their life, um, reaching their goals. And that's just mental health. I mean, there's so many other fields, you know, but if you think about, you know, all the focus it takes into that. Um, I've pretty much been in school since I was maybe five or so. I mean, if you want to count preschool, it's even earlier, but um, I've been in school since I was about five years old. I'm going to be 40 in not too long. And so 35 years, pretty much towards, you know, not knowing what I was going to be doing and figuring out what options I wanted to try career-wise and then jumping into that, stumbling around in that. It's been 35 years, 35 years almost of that, um, of most of my focus going to that. Now, there are breaks, there are holiday breaks, you know, when you're younger, you get summer vacations, and when you're working, you get PTO, hopefully, it's paid, um, days off, and, uh, but the proportion of days off and time off to time working or time spent thinking in certain depths of topics that might not be maybe naturally where your mind wants to be consciously it's kind of like a forced environment like you're forced into a thought process to just intensely focus this deep focus maybe not even deep focus maybe very distracted scattered multitasking kind of focus because that's that's kind of what I do a lot of times too like I notice when I'm when I'm not really feeling it anymore and I'm like I'd rather have my head somewhere else I'd rather have my head like half in in into work and then another half just kind of listening to podcasts or something that's kind of more al- aligned with what I want to be thinking of because I don't really have enough time to think about that kind of stuff because I'm working all the time um and I work less than a lot of people and so um that just goes to say, you know, but that's one, one thing I notice is that, you know, we're forced into that mindset. Now, some people do work out, meditation, walk, run, um, martial arts, you know, um, they say meditation and yoga, those types of things. You might do it in the mornings or something. You might have some kind of morning ritual routine, and it might help you in your early mornings before you have to get to the grind. Uh, but it's very, you know, short if you consider, you know, even if it's one or two hours, that's short compared to like eight hours of work. 
Um, so at work, you know, you kind of get like the minimal amount of breaks if you're following what they say. You know, we get a 30 minute lunch break in two tens and they kind of cracked down on us in September. Like I started just doing whatever I wanted because I, I kind of knew that um, they weren't really going to uh, say anything for a while. And I was just kind of trying to do what was working for me at that point in time. Like, I'm not saying I was taking, like, way, way longer breaks or whatever, like, but I was just hitting productivity, you know, and whatever, in whatever way that would happen, I would hit productivity and then just get on with my, with my day, um, you know, or, you know, I would maybe start secretly working early and finish what I needed, you know, to finish as far as the researching and all that kind of stuff. And log that amount of time as if I was doing it during the shift. Um, I would take like a a 50, like a 150 minute break, um, you know, to work out or something, you know. So I would combine all the breaks like later in the day around like two o'clock. Um, you know, I only got away with that for so long because I was like logging in like early and like logging out late and doing all this other stuff. Like I was I was basically just getting the job done so that I could have like a freed up Friday or something like I kind of figured out a method that I was like, well, let me just front load all my days, front load my whole entire week, pound through all this work and then have almost two full days where I'm basically just like I've done all the work that I need to do. I've worked multiple eight hour shifts worth of work but of course you know they don't want you to do that they want you to have your lunch break within a certain time period you know if I'm off work at four I can't have lunch at 3 30 I can't have lunch at 8 30 in the morning either like you know they they need us to kind of follow this kind of like do it so that you know they told us that our lunch has to end by you know 2 p.m it probably can't start before like 10 30 or 11 a.m um so that means you have to take your breaks either before that time and then later on after that time um I just wasn't thrilled I wasn't really thrilled with the whole uh process of all of it um you know I just you know, that didn't really suit me because I'm more like I'm more motivated by having blocks of free time. Like I'm not as motivated when it's like, OK, work when we say how we how long we say for how whatever amount of minutes take your breaks when we say it's like, no, like I'd rather I'd rather start working at like even almost like six o'clock in the morning or some ridiculous thing um five thirty in the morning and then be done like by lunch you know it's like I feel like it's a waste of of a day you know for me I I often feel like okay I'm wasting my my day light hours as a person who naturally usually kind of wants to be up earlier in the morning it's like I'm up but I can't really do like way too much before work, you know, because um, I got to still put in an eight hour shift and be like focused and like energetic. So I'm one of those people where it's like it's kind of a challenge.
to keep, you know, motivated with that kind of schedule with people telling me what to do. But I do recognize the value of, you know, being able to have a mindset uh, focused where I want it, when I want it, when I actually need to be focused there um, versus just focused at work or focused on studying and school and all that kind of stuff. Like, I get it. We need it. It's good for structure. But another part of me thinks, you know, you know, that is one form of consciousness that just drains, it just drains you because you're forced to do tasks and think of tasks and focus on tasks in a certain state of consciousness that, you know, maybe that's not what we need all the time. Uh, Maybe we need something different. Uh, I noticed for myself, just naturally, I force it. Like, I need something different. Like, I I definitely, um, you know, if it were up to me, I would probably work three days, long days, three very long days, just focused, get everything done. To me, this is more efficient. Just get everything done, power through, and I'd have four days off. Um not to just veg out and watch Netflix or whatever, like, I'd be actually actively, you know, um, kind of just like studying, studying life, studying the human experience from different, I don't want to say states of consciousness, like, uh, like, you know, I wouldn't be like, taking like substances all the time or anything like that. But um, that would maybe be part of it, you know, um, microdosing, um, you know, doing different things while doing those things like exercising or meditating or, uh, just thinking about, you know, world problems and different things like that. Like, um, trying to kind of implement like actively just, things that come to mind that could be helpful for society, um, things that I might see, like, in work, like, I've, I've mentioned before, you know, that there's a, there's a, a big disadvantage, unfortunately, for our clients who don't speak English, like, if you don't speak English or Spanish, you know, you're kind of at the mercy of whoever the heck decides they might be available to help you, um, you can't even get through the phone lines to do half of what you need, more than half of what you need, um, without knowing English, because, you know, the phone system to get to the interpreter is all in English, and now, you know, they've made it even worse, so that you have to kind of, like, speak the, whatever part of the directory you're trying to get into, and so if you have an accent or if you don't really know like a whole lot of terminology, you know, it's going to be hard for you to get past, you know, the phone directory just to even talk to a live person. And then once you get that live person on the phone, it's like, who knows if they're even going to really understand you. 99.9% of the time, you know, they're not going to speak anything other than maybe English or Spanish, maybe Vietnamese, um, maybe um 
but mm, I wouldn't like depend on calling for someone who speaks Vietnamese to just answer. So, I mean, I don't want to like just sit and talk about work, but I'm just saying like the reason why I'm mentioning all this stuff about work is because, you know, we all know we spend a lot of time working and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with working, but it's like, you know, when I think about it, how much energy and time is spent working because um, we have to do it, you know, to get money, right? So the less you work, the less money you get. Or the less successful you are at work, the less money you get or whatever, you know, if you get commissions or whatever. Um, so there's that complication of, you know, being forced to keep your mind uh, just, you know, having you have to get good grades in school or else you won't graduate the classes you have to move to the next level so that you can be done so that you can qualify to get work. I mean, I mean, we all know how this goes, but it's, it's just, you know, there is a lot of thinking that goes into a day and, you know, just being awake and thinking and focused is one, is just one of the many forms of consciousness. Um, you know, the brain goes into different states. Um, you know, you can be in a dream state, which not everybody dreams. Uh, you can be in a sleep state. You can be kind of nodding off, but still kind of there. You can be lucid dreaming. Um, all of these are kind of states of, uh, of the mind. Um, you know, and you can kind of alter alter your consciousness a bit too I feel like a lot of us do that during the day so if you think about even like caffeine that's a simple one um I mean it does a lot to your brain to the point that you have a lot of focused uh maybe not focused all the time but you have a lot of energy that that bursts so that you can quickly complete tasks you know your mind is thinking faster accessing information a lot more quickly a lot more sharply. Um, sometimes when I'm recording podcasts, I do like to um, drink my coffee or tea in the mornings, like when I start recording, and I can kind of definitely notice, you know, how it is when I'm like, ah, I barely just all I did was wake up, go to the bathroom, drink like half a bottle of water or something, and then. I just started recording and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. My mind is slow. I'm like, feels like I'm digging around in my brain, sifting through, you know, trying to just get to the different wording and terminology, just pull it out of my head somewhere so I can like finish the sentence versus, you know, once I'm caffeinated, it's like, I'm just on it, you know, like I think something, it can come out of my mouth a lot more quickly. Um... I'm able to connect different dots a lot more quickly. Um, one thing leads to another thing, leads to another thing. You know, how they have those, um, uh, what do you call those kind of diagrams where it's like a bubble and then it has like one line leading to a bunch of other bubbles. Kind of like when you brainstorm. Uh, 
one tr- one thing I definitely have trouble with that people definitely notice probably is being linear. Um, I feel like on here there's a lot of pressure to say things um, in a certain way, but then sometimes I'm like I don't know if I need to expand on that or not because I don't really know exactly who's listening. So it's like I don't want to assume, but then I go off on these tangents. Um, but in a way, I feel like that's one altered form of consciousness that we often, um, experience. A lot of us, you know, some of, I know people who don't consume caffeine at all. Um, I mean, they might have like beverages that have B12 in it. I know some people who have B12, but yeah, I know people who don't consume caffeine at all. Um, not that many, but I do know some. And then I know some people who have like way too much. Um, but I know people could argue if that's a form of consciousness. I would say that it is just because there's a different access to information. Like I feel like there's a broader and quicker amount of access to information before the caffeine kind of hits before it all kicks in um that's just in my experience I need to do a little better at finishing this because it's getting kind of lukewarm but yeah I mean, it, it it serves this purpose when, you know, we're trying to reach goals with like work and school and stuff like that. Of course, you don't want your mind foggy, groggy, slow, fo- you know, like just not uh, hitting all the marks you need to hit at certain hours of the day. Of the day. Um, that makes sense. You know, you want to be more alert. You want to be more like chipper and motivated and social and wanting to talk to people and not really grumpy like there is a lot of information about um about caffeine how it for some people you know can help with depression uh coffee in particular was the one I've studied um um yeah caffeinated coffee I've even heard that um, decaf coffee has some benefits too, Um, but it is kind of something that does help with that behavioral activation of just like, it doesn't matter if I feel like doing this, at least it kind of gives a bit of a boost to actually do what it is that you need to do, regardless of if you need to want to do it or not, and to do it quickly. Um, There is like an optimal, optimal amount uh, per person, you know, it it can depend per day. Um, and then there's an amount that's like, uh, was that maybe too much? And then I noticed definitely I have a sensitivity to kind of like the caffeine crash. Um, with Yerba Mate, I don't get it. With coffee, I definitely get it. With pre-workouts, I definitely, definitely get it. Um, but I think with Bulletproof Coffee, I don't really get that crash as much honestly um I feel like with bulletproof coffee 
I get to an optimal amount, like, it's just kind of like, I don't, I don't know how to, like, um, fix or, um, kind of, like, make this kind of better, so, I can drink a bulletproof coffee on an empty stomach, you know, be good to go, but I notice, um, as, like, a fasted state kind of kicks in, so say if I have this at 8 a.m. and then around 11, 11 11.30, I feel like my mind is, like, the sharpest it is at that time of day, but if I don't eat breakfast, I start getting a little bit hungry, and then I notice if I eat something, it kind of makes me a little more foggy, but I definitely notice bulletproof coffee makes me pretty sharp, um... Now this morning I'm mixing it up with a sativa as well, which I forgot to mention. So that that was number one. The sativa vape was number one. Um in the morning. And then the coffee, this bulletproof coffee followed. So I'm not gonna hit that wired state. Uh that was the whole purpose for me. Like I kinda know like what to do with what to make what I'm trying to get like it's Sunday morning I'm not trying to be like wired and like I'm gonna study I've got a lot that I'm doing but sometimes I'm like I gotta get these ideas out you know just because it's like I don't have enough time to do it during the week or when I do I'm using all that good focused energy for work or studying and then it's like when I start recording it's like who knows how it's gonna come out so I'm definitely grateful for this morning to be able to spend time, you know, uh, you know, in a conversation, a few conversations with a friend of mine. Because we both really value kind of like uh, diving into these topics and we kind of on a regular basis do. Um, and so, yeah, when it comes to. Those those are like the easier states of consciousness that I I would say, you know, you can kind of just recognize we just do it and most people aren't really thinking too much about it, you know. If it's coffee, if it's, you know, some form of caffeine, if it's like sleep states, um uh you know, or meditation or exercise you know, you can get into this kind of flow state and exercising too. Um, and I think those types of things, you know, getting into that kind of mindset, um, that really, really helps. That really helps a lot, um, to kind of do it, to kind of know about it. Um, and it's definitely a state of mind that's, um, you know, it varies throughout the day, you know, but what I'm trying to say is like, usually we're forced to be so busy that, you know, we're not even like actively in the state of consciousness, you know, like, unless I feel like at work, unless I'm in like a flow state at work, I'm not really in it. I'm kind of like going through the motions, whatever. I know how to do the job. Um, but unless I'm in like a really deep focused state, you know, I'm kind of just like, yeah, I'm doing the job, but it's like, 
you know, I'm on Teams chat with some of my coworkers and then I got a client texting me like selfies that they got a job and they want to show me their uniform or whatever. And I'm like, all right, like, you know, while I'm trying to like, you know, finish up a an assessment with some other person and all this kind of stuff. It's like, I'm not saying that I'm not working. I'm not saying that I'm not working hard. I'm not saying that I'm slacking. I'm not saying I'm not doing my job. I'm just saying, you know, um, there's a lot of like, just, okay, doing this. And then another few minutes later doing this other thing. And a few minutes later doing that other thing. Um, versus just like, I sit and I do this and I'm like really deeply in it, you know, nothing, you know, in the background, I'm not listening to like Dave Ramsey. I'm not like listening to any other thing. I'm just focused on work, maybe some light music in the back or something, you know, and I'm really working. I'm not texting. I'm not teams chatting. I'm not Skyping. I'm not on zoom. I'm not doing other things. I'm just doing one thing. That's a different state of consciousness than the other types of states of consciousness that I would use at work. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so one thing I've noticed is just for quality of a day is, you know, the more, at least for me, the more I get into the multitasking mindsets, um, you know, I'll take that from when I log off work and sometimes keep multitasking, you know, um, and I've noticed, you know, multitasking creates anxiety, um, for me it does I don't know if it does for other people but I'm pretty sure a lot of people who experience anxiety um might be multitasking a lot throughout the day um shifting from one thing to another moving really quickly just having to be kind of like on your toes all day fast-paced that's a form of multitasking when you have stuff just like coming in all day my other job was like that a lot too or just even like the impending thought of, you know, having to multitask. So every time at this job when I'm doing a task, I never know if another task is going to come in or not. Um, it's not very predictable. Like people can call whenever they want. You know, our management can interact with us whenever they feel like, you know, I can get an email that I need to follow up on something immediately and... I'll stop what I'm doing to go do that thing. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that. That's just, you know, it, it, it'll shift attention from one thing into another. Um, and, you know, I can do that for days on end, you know, just like from the moment I wake up, just trying to like do multiple things at once. It's like, Put some put some water on the stove to make, you know, coffee or something or tea and um you know, once the water's kinda you know on the on the stove just kind of uh you know trying to do other stuff in between like okay I'm gonna shower while I do this and like just trying to cut cut time in half you know like sometimes it's it feels like a time-saving thing but it it might save 
a couple minutes here and there, but also, um, it can kind of get in the way of like a mindful focus on what you're doing. Um, and then, you know, I do think that creates like a form of, uh, maybe not like the type of anxiety where you're worried about your future necessarily, but more like, um, like a frustration of a, of a form. Like, it's just kind of like a lot, it's a little bit on the stressful end. Like it creates like a sense of like stress and, you know, it's hard to really feel, um, you know, a lot of pleasant feelings while you're running around all day multitasking and stuff. Um, and it can definitely contribute to a form of exhaustion. Um, but, you know, if if a person has a job where they have to multitask a lot, um, like my old job was like that. And so, you know, you get in a mindset where you're just like running around all day. Um, I don't know if that's good. You know, I don't know how good that is to have to do every day. Like, when you think of it, when I said, you know, 60 years of your life, you know, being in that mindset, you know. Now, I'm not saying that life shouldn't be stressful, that stress is uh, bad all the time, you know. But there is an amount where I feel like um, everyone kind of hits a wall or starts to hit a wall or you kind of feel it creeping in where you're just like, eh, I'm a little depleted. I'm starting to get slightly depleted now. But usually what work and school does is it pushes you past that point. You push past your natural point of like when you start feeling a little tired from it, a little stressed from it, you're not usually able to take a break then. You're usually forced to keep going and get more stressed, and get more stressed, and get more stressed, and then finally you get a break, which isn't even a real break if you're just taking your mind off something for like 10 minutes. Um, I found the best state of, states of consciousness to be in during the day are deep focus state. If you're in multiple deep focus, you know, states for a few hours at a time, um that is different, you know, um, it's a very mindful form of working, um, I feel like that is usually not as stressful, I mean, it can be, um, some people prefer the multitasking, for some people, it can be too low stimulation to just do, like, deep work, um, but, I feel like it creates less stress to have, like, a deep work, you know, focus. Um, and then when you think of outside of work, you know, um, whatever you do outside of work, um, whether that's, you know, dreaming or sleeping or meditating or some sort of, like, form of, like, mind-body connection type of activities... Um, or, you know, just, you know, training, training the mind to kind of do what, uh, 
um, you expected to do. Um, it's definitely a skill. It definitely takes practice. You can practice it, get out of it, practice it, get into it. You know, um, and you can definitely develop it. Like, even if you think about, I mean, I was watching, I was, I was watching a lot of, uh, war movies yesterday and it kind of got me to thinking, um, you know, I mean, Call of Duty, I know is not the same as like a real war, but I remember when I first started playing Call of Duty, um, and how I had a hard hard time with it. It was it's not the easiest of video games. Um I was playing on a laptop. And you know, it was fun, it was good, it was a good time, I was enjoying myself. Um but then I remember when I would get warped into the game, you know, I would have this laser focus where I could just like run around and like shoot whoever, you know, and you know, that was, like, the optimal focus for that game to, like, do well and get to the next level, um, and, you know, I think about that, about how, you know, you can gain a skill like that, like, even if it's in a video game, simple, you know, you can go from, like, not really understanding what's going on, and, like, you have, like, people's voices in the background, like, do I pay attention to, like, this other person screaming, like, I hear, I hear German, or, you know, um, you know, split decision, like you turn a corner and you see somebody, is it going to be friendly fire or is it, you know, the enemy, you know, but you get better at those skills and your, your mind begins to just like hone in on like, I can, you know, okay, this voice, this type of voice or accent, I can ignore when I hear this or see this, I can follow when I hear this or see that, I can, you know, avoid it and go over there and do that instead, you know, and there's all these, like, this kind of, like, improvement that you see when you're running around in, like, a a state of mind where you're just, like, thinking so quickly and, you know, you're able to just, like, turn a corner and decipher immediately, good or bad guy, shoot him, you know, you know, good or bad guy, leave him alone, you know, um, you know, you're able to kind of use your senses to kind of just, like, immediately make decisions quickly, um, whereas when you first start playing the game, you don't really, you don't really have that ability, you're just kind of deciphering with your senses, kind of like, oh, like, what's this, like, it's, like, overstimulating, because you don't have a way to, like, decipher what's safe and what's not, and this is a video game, like, yeah, you don't want to die in the game, but it's, like, whatever you can start over again it's not like a big deal um it's not life it's not life or death um and so i mean that's kind of what things look like you know just when you when you zoom into consciousness on a day-to-day that's kind of what consciousness looks like it's just like did you take something to alter it are you focused on your natural state of consciousness? Um, if you are in your natural state of consciousness, like, what are you doing with it? And then if you think about eternal consciousness, it's like, what was happening before I was aware and born? 
think there are people out there that I've heard of that say that they can remember their birth. Uh, I feel like that's not like a common thing, but I've heard of people say that, and I don't know how accurate it is. Um, If you think of your first memory, I don't remember my first memory. Um, There's one that I think was one of my first memories. So, um, I was in the Midwest in one of my aunt's houses or my grand, no, it was in my grandma's house. And I take this from a picture. There's a picture of me wearing this like purple-ish, purple and white outfit. I got my hair in little braids. Um, I didn't have glasses yet. So this was before I wasn't four years old. I was probably uh younger than three I was in like one of those types of baby walkers like the type that has like the I don't know what they're called like it has like the wheels and then you it has like that little seat like that little harness chair seat with the leg so your legs come out of the sides and then it has like this kind of uh these kind of uh wheels on the bottom so that you can basically use your feet to move you around and it kind of helps you strengthen your legs so that you can learn to walk so I must not have been walking yet otherwise I don't think I would have been in that thing and I didn't have glasses so I was really young and I remember um um having a book I used to have these books that had like these gold bindings of foil and I was like eating the foil not eating it like I wasn't like ingesting it but like you know how babies like chew on or like you know you put stuff in your mouth and so I was young enough to still be putting stuff in my mouth um and I remember sitting in that chair putting that thing in my mouth and the way that it tasted um and that's kind of, I don't know, there wasn't like a significance to that memory, but that's a really early memory. Um, now, because there were different places that I lived before I was five years old, I kind of vaguely remember different stuff from like different houses. So that can kind of track like what age I was. Like, I remember being young, I don't know how old. But again, this was before I was five and I was living in like Kansas City or Kansas. I don't know which one, Um, but had those jelly sandal shoes and I was putting my socks on over those shoes. I was like sitting in the hallway doing that. Um, So I do have memories like because I. I lived there before, before I was like four years old. Um, there were these towns named, one was Newton, one was Lawrence, and I lived in those places uh, with my family. Um, and so I remember, I can't decipher like which house was which, um, but yeah, there were enough 
I think before I was five, I lived in one, two, three, four different houses, four different places. One of them was with um, extended family, and three of them were with my parents. And so, you know, I remember that. So, and one of them, I remember that hallway. The other one, I don't really remember too much other stuff um, at all. So, those are some early memories. Um, But then I remember also... Um, some other experiences. I've never had like a near-death experience. I've had like ego-death experiences, but not like a near-death experience. Um, I think with the ego-death experience I had, one of them, it wasn't so much the idea that I'm gonna die It was more so that I'm going to be living and this situation that I've gotten myself into by taking too much of this thing or, you know, whatever, that one thought was I'm going to be stuck like this forever and I'm just not going to be able to function like I normally was and this is just how my mind is going to stay. Like this feeling is too strong, this feels permanent and... I've I've somehow fucked up my my brain, you know. So that was one way. It's just like, how the hell am I gonna figure out how to live my life like this? Like I can't even hardly walk or drive, um, or stay awake, you know. It's like nodding off. And then another thought was, you know, this is definitely gonna be on the news. You know, people who I know from school and work are gonna know about this. And, you know, there goes my reputation, you know, like, uh, and how is that going to impact my life? I've kind of ruined my future. Um, I wasn't thinking about like jail time or anything like that, but it was more so like, like the affiliations. I was affiliated with a couple places that you know, I knew wouldn't be pleased about what I was choosing to do, um, with my free time, and for that reason, they would reprimand me somehow, um, so I was kind of afraid of getting in trouble, and then afraid of, you know, my brain being kind of broken, um, it was kind of more like a fear, I guess, like, and then there was kind of that slight, like, eh, I'm probably not gonna live through this, Um, but that wasn't really what was concerning to me. More so what was concerning to me was like, how am I going to live like this while I'm still alive and functioning in the way that I'm functioning, which was not functioning the way that I need to function on a daily basis. Um, like there's no way I can work like this or do anything, you know, like I'm just going to be like, you know, just completely just like out of it, like, you know, just my head just, like, thinking of all these, like, weird things, you know, and, like, you know, I don't know, there was just a lot to it, but, um, I mean, there were other ones, too, but just that alone, you know, it's kind of interesting that I wasn't really 
afraid of like the death aspect it was more so what's gonna happen to me and what's this experience gonna be um you know is it gonna get worse uh this already feels not manageable that kind of thing and so yeah so um that's another state of consciousness but um guess another yeah that's one state of consciousness um I feel like an ego death is a state of consciousness um and dreams are something I've just never fully understood to be honest it's like is it a form of reality or not I don't really know I really don't know what to think about that um And so, yeah, that's kind of mostly what the conversation was about eternal consciousness. Um, And then kind of when it comes to, you know, death and dying and then, you know, what happens, uh... So there's different people like uh, Maynard from Tool who has an interpretation of his personality after he dies. Um, um, And, you know, Source or Collective Consciousness... Um, so there's this song, Legion Inoculant, where Legion is a reference to collective consciousness after death, and Inoculant is an absence of fear, um, and the whole album basically, um, is kind of like psychic thought of you know, um, kind of like growing out of fear to focus on love. Um, um, basically, You know, there is kind of, it it can be hard to kind of come to a definitive conclusion about what happens after death. Um, And, you know, during, during life, you know, we can focus on meditation, focus on telepathy. Um, Now, these aren't all my ideas. I'm talking about some of his ideas, my friend's ideas. Um... 
it's just um when people say telepathy you know i'm not thinking like you know put your put your fingers on somebody's temples and read their mind kind of thing but more like um this might be a bit of a stretch but when you think about the field of psychology for example it's like you can be in tune with another person and the more you kind of know them the more in tune you can become you can become attuned to another person or kind of just avoid you know like knowing that they have a certain need or knowing that they have a certain um situation going on in their life and just yeah it's possible to just ignore it just be like oh whatever um you know i'm gonna ignore that um no i definitely pick up i definitely pick up on on you know people's pain and stress and i can kind of tell by the way somebody talks about something by maybe like if they're usually a talkative person and then they're like silent all of a sudden or just like patterns you know like uh if people are kind of like going through something I can kind of tell just by how their patterns kind of change up uh that's just in in the general sense just observing um I can kind of tune into kind of you know what somebody expects um based on just kind of cues you get from them like an easy example would be like with my folks you know um you know sometimes I'll be in the living room watching something and it might have subtitles you know my mom might come in and start like talking and it's like okay I can't like talk to you and read like I don't say that but it's like I'm clearly going to miss this whole part of the movie or whatever. Um, But then there's other times where she'll be watching something and I could just like pop in there because I'm coming out to get like a bottle of water or something. And then like you start just talking and then I can kind of tell when she's like into watching something uh, versus not like when she wants to talk. It's like, you know, but I feel like we're we tend to be off the mark with each other. Uh, we both just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to start talking when I feel like talking. Um, I feel like I get it more than maybe she does. Like, if she doesn't respond when she's watching something, then I know, okay, she doesn't really want to talk right now because she's watching this thing or she's working on something. Uh, so I'll just leave her alone. But I don't think she understands when I'm doing something when I'm working on something, when I'm, uh, focused on, you know, in the kitchen, like, cooking or something, and then she's just, like, talking and talking, and it's like, oh my god, like, I wasn't in here to, like, have a conversation about your garden, I was just in here because I wanted to, like, you know, prep a meal real quick, you know, um, so that kind of thing, um, I can kind of pick up on it, but I feel like other times, like, some people can't really pick up on, you know, when, you know, how I respond or don't respond. Sometimes people just don't pick up on it. And so I'm not saying that that's fully telepathy, but it's like, you know, you can kind of be in tune with somebody's situation, even with a simple interaction like that. 
Um, I mean, you can't predict 100%, like, but usually it's like when you've lived with somebody or you know them well enough, you kind of know how they respond, why they respond, you know, and when there's some kind of way out of the norm of how they usually would respond, you kind of notice them, uh, um, not really, um, you know, following, you know, what, what they normally would do. I think telepathy is like more depth than that level of attunement. Um, but I have definitely noticed this other type of, I don't know what it's called. Um, it's like another type of a, um, do you call it interaction? Another type of, um, like, method. Method isn't the correct word. I, I guess a, a phenomenon. Uh, a phenomenon that happens um, where people start getting on a topic. Like, so for example, this is an easy example. Um, I mentioned, I think, before that last week somebody I know was talking about something that was going on at their work where there was uh, the topic of death that came up in a meeting. And then, you know, I randomly, you know, just decided, hey, let me look at this week's, you know, Adventist Sabbath school church lesson online. Like, it's not like I look at them all the time. But a lot of the concepts had to do with immortality and death and afterlife. And then here comes this friend who wants to talk about those topics, you know, um, all of a sudden, you know, none of those areas of my life are really like directly connected with one another. And it's not like I normally talk about death. It's actually something that I probably avoid discussing um, like, I don't, like, naturally just, like, bring it up. Um, and so, you know, it's just kind of interesting how it came up, like, three times within, within a maybe almost two-week period. Um, and there was some depth to a lot of them, uh, a lot of those, uh, three situations. Um... Now, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily telepathy, but it might be a form of, like, a collective consciousness of some form, um, just kind of tapping into something. Um, when it comes to collective consciousness, I kind of wonder a little bit about algorithms. It might sound stupid to say, but it's like, it's kind of like what you focus on, where your mindset is, um... 
you know, what you're typing, what you're searching on, you're going to find more information getting recommended to you because of that. But I mean, there has been, I mean, I only, I almost hesitate to say it because there has been these times, there have been times when I've thought something, you know, just vaguely just thought about it. And then the next thing I do, you know, I go on my phone and then it's there. It's like, what? Like, I just thought about this thought, you know, and I'm just like scrolling through Instagram. And then all of a sudden, the first ad that pops up is related to whatever I was thinking about or whatever, you know, and it's like, it's a little creepy. I usually discount it. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, um, are those other like numerology, those like signs of like 1111 or 333 and all that kind of stuff, uh, just popping out all the time. Um, it's funny how much 1111 comes up. Um, and you know, yesterday, last night I was watching this, uh, the movie, um, All Quiet on the Western Front. I was watching that on Netflix and there was a part of that movie where something happened on the 11th day and the 11th hour and the 11th month. And I was like, wait, what? You know, <laughs> like it was just, uh, kind of interesting. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but like, basically there seemed to be a lot connected to that. And of course, it's a war movie, so there's death involved. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, I don't, like, I don't know. But, you know, I feel like, you know, when I take a step back and focus on these types of uh, interactions that happen, just that seem at random, and it's like, you know, usually I'm going to be so bogged down with work and studying that I'm just going to just breeze past all this stuff and just plow through with my life and not even focus on any of it. But then when I can take a step back and reflect and see like, okay, this happened on this day, that happened on that day, um, and just all these things kind of coming together, it's like, is this really coincidence? You know, um, and why do people want to discount other people's experiences so much as a coincidence? I think there's something in that where people often get like, there can't be a deeper meaning, you know, there's like a fear about things having like a deep, either spiritual or supernatural type of a, of a meaning to it. And like, no, we can't have that. We need things to be just like straight scientific and everything that happens that I can't fully explain is, you know, just because, you know, the randomness just all coincided into something that w- didn't seem random. And so, you know, there's no design in this. There's no anything like, you know, like there's definitely people needing other people to think that. So that's usually why I wouldn't usually mention anything like these types of experiences, because, you know, people are just going to hear it and just want to be like, whatever, that's nothing. Like, it's not really a big deal. But these are only the ones that I'm thinking of and only the ones that I've caught. Only the ones that I've uh, um, noticed and recognized. There's probably plenty of other stuff that has happened that 
could be relevant to catch my attention or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, because none of us really know what happens after death, um, and that reality itself, you know, is, it's like, basically it's a vibrational field, um, that's tied in with consciousness, right? So, um, everything is a vibration, everything is wavelengths, basically, um, our heart has a rhythm to it that you can trace, you know, your consciousness level of, like, whatever waves, you know, your brain is producing is something you can measure, um, you can measure your vibrational experience by how you feel, how your emotions are, your body's tension. You can alter that by doing things or taking things or thinking things. Um, everything you see is based on, you know, wavelengths with vision. Uh, everything you hear is based on wavelengths everything is just based on wavelengths, you know, the way that cells perform, you know, uh, neurons perform, there's just, it's just waves, just everything's a wave, um, and waves can be altered, and to a certain extent that alters consciousness, um, And you know, you know, we kind of get into you know things like hearing voices, auditory hallucinations, um, um, you know, people, you know, want to talk about that as you know there's no psychic medium or no um uh psychic kind of connection with those things like it's just straight up you're tripping you have a hallucination you can take a pill or an injection for that to make it go away because that's not good or normal um our culture kind of doesn't uh value i don't think it values you know those types of experiences now i do think there is a difference between you know having a having a a psychotic break you know um and um other types of uh like experiences um I do think that there might be a range of things happening there like there's a spectrum of hallucinations maybe um I'm not going to get too much in the detail about it but that is a very good example that my friend was talking about where it's like we do have these altered experiences sometimes 
If you meditate a lot, you probably experience them often. You probably experience a lot of interesting um, experiences um, just from meditation alone that maybe can't be explained. Um, And, you know, it's not like I can look across the room at my guitar and intensely focus on it and then use my brain power to lift that thing up off the ground and like levitate it into my hands across the room you know like that wouldn't be normal but it's it is possible to kind of I don't know this is gonna start sounding real weird pretty soon but um it is possible I think at least sometimes to interact with with things in a way that isn't like directly touching them and I've definitely had those experiences on occasion usually with electronics um or just like items uh items doing things that maybe they shouldn't naturally do um like say for example I mean this isn't something that happens every day even it's not something I can replicate but just say for example you know sometimes you think about something right you think about something like okay weird experiences right so um, sometimes you think about something, you're like rushing around, you're like, okay, I'm not going to lock my keys in the car, you know, I'm bringing in the groceries, I'm not going to, um, get my keys locked in my car, so I open the door, go get my groceries, you know, from the car, um, can't find my keys all of a sudden, you know, the door's locked, so I'm assuming, okay, my keys are locked in the car, even though I thought about, I briefly thought about not locking them in the car, I might have locked them in the car, you look all over the house, you can't find them, you look in the lock of the door, you can't find them, you search your pockets, you can't find them, look in your jacket pockets, can't find them, you know, and you just, you're like, okay, well, whatever, I just got home, I'm gonna jump in the shower, you shower, you know, you take off your clothes, shower, come out of the, you know, shower, towel off, and you come back to the pants you were just wearing, make sure you're emptying out your wallet from your pockets, and then you put your hand in your pocket that you swear you checked like five, six, ten times, and your freaking keys are in your pocket. It's like, what the fuck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I know I'm not the only one who has weird experiences like that. Like, not all the time, but it's just what I'm trying to get at is sometimes you can think about something that's like relevant to a situation that comes up that you're like how the heck did this happen and there's something that's just so odd about it like the fact that you checked your pocket so many times or even if you weren't checking your pockets like a whole 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 lot but you checked your pockets a couple times and you know it wasn't in your pockets, you know? It's like, what on earth, you know? 
or even if even if the pocket thing didn't happen and you told yourself, you know, I'm not going to lock my keys in my car. I'm not going to lock my keys in the car. You know, and you end up shutting the door, but you just can't find your keys. It's maybe just that just that thought like the keys are going to be in the wrong place. The keys are about to be in the wrong place. You know, like you can't find your keys all of a sudden and you're like, well, did I lock them in the car? And I was just thinking about don't lock them in the car. So I know I probably didn't lock them in the car, but it's like just things like that. Like, I mean, I know I'm not the only one that has those types of experiences. Um, you know, you know, thinking about some certain thing and then all of a sudden you have some weird like ding over on your laptop, your work laptop just like turns on all of a sudden and you know, the volume is on and it just says something or like starts talking or like, you know, like sometimes you just have those experiences, you know, um, I remember being in my, and I don't remember if it was like a significant conversation I was having with somebody. Um, I feel like it was, and I was in my bedroom in a, in a room in San Diego that I was renting and I'm in there with a friend. I feel like we were having a a deep conversation but I can't remember exactly what it was but I remember being in there and then you know I guess I'd been watching a movie or something but my laptop had been shut and it had been shut at least since the day before or maybe hours before this person had come over and all of a sudden you know whatever movie or episode or whatever I was watching just the laptop the laptop just started talking you know it, it just was going through the movie it just started mind you it was closed it wasn't supposed to be functioning I didn't touch it it was just like in the corner somewhere you know it's supposed to be sleeping it's not supposed to be you know doing anything until I open it and tell it to do something it just starts doing something like right during a part of a conversation that was like like oh that was like interesting and then here comes this talking computer thing it's like what the heck you know like weird stuff like that they're just like how do you explain that kind of stuff you know um because it's not like every time I shut my computer when I have you know what I mean like say you have a movie going a movie playing and then you just shut your computer eventually it just kind of stops but it doesn't usually turn back on and just start playing from the point where you left off. On occasion, sometimes it might. Um, but for it to happen at a certain timing is awkward. Um, and at least I was joking. I remember joking saying at least I wasn't like watching like porn or some like awkward thing where it's like your phone, your computer just like starts doing some weird thing um I mean these aren't even like they they seem like they're not even important things these are the types of things like okay okay it happens and we just move on you know you know it's not like a life-altering experience like there's so much room for it to be just a coincidence but also just the fact that there is some kind of thought process going on and then some other thing just like happens like immediately near it. Um, it can happen with prayers. It can happen with meditation. It can happen with just having a conversation, you know, all these different types of things. Um, 
and that's not even hallucinations or delusions and all that kind of stuff. That's just the weird stuff that happens on occasion, right? But I think because we're so busy, we can't really focus on tuning into this stuff all the time. You know, I can't spend hours of my day, you know, trying to focus on this type of stuff and, like, developing abilities around it and, like, interacting with these experiences because I'm busy. I got stuff to do. I can't be doing that, you know. Um, So some people believe that hallucinations are a form of psychic medium, uh, like a psychic medium. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a part of me that believes, you know, that could be true. Um, now, I'm not thinking, you know, you can predict the future or whatever. Like, I don't really know. I don't really know. But I think the human mind and consciousness and the human body is very, very powerful. Um... But it's just, it's just a very interesting take. Um, And um, you know, so is death an illusion? I don't know. Um, is death an illusion? Um, and coming to the conclusion that life after death is real, um, and reality itself is an illusion, um, physical matter is, you know, we can debate if that's real or not. Like, what is it? I mean, physical matter is... Let's not go into that, but look it up. Look up what physical matter is. And, you know, I mean, I'd rather spend a lot of my days thinking about these things. And it's not really, like, a cannabis-related thing. It's just... um, I find it important... I mean, it's definitely more um, interesting than where my mind would normally go on like a on like a regular day, <laughs> you know. Like I've mentioned, like I wake up with all these kind of thoughts going on, that you know my natural inclination is get rid of this, do something else, you know. Don't don't be around it, you know. Um, and it's a uh, Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty, in, it's, I don't know, it, it doesn't really scare me, because it's the first thing in the morning, um, if I start thinking about this stuff in the evening, at night, it, it kind of gives me a different kind of, uh, like a hypervigilance type of, type of experience, um, and, you know, in evenings, I can kind of feel that way in general, which is why people, you know, I, I mean, I'm, a lot of times people don't understand 
why I'm so not interested in, uh, what do you call, um, like, horror movies and things like that. It's like, dude, if you're, if you understood how my mind just operates and the intensity at which, you know, I, I feel things on a regular basis just when things are going fine, and then when things are a little off, like, the knob is tweaked a little bit, you know, I'm definitely, you know, in tune with some type of thing, I don't know what it is, like, I'm not saying I'm, like, communicating with the dead or whatever, like, it's nothing like that, but, um, like, I've definitely got a sensitivity to things that I, the more I talk to people, I kind of notice most people I know, most people I talk to kind of tune everything out, and I think I grew up kind of with a very low stimulation type of lifestyle to the point where I tune everything in, um, and I've kept my life pretty low stimulation, and I regularly just kind of tune things in, and, you know, on occasion, I meet people, like this person I I was, you know, talking to, this friend of mine, you know, who kind of also do that, you know, just tune things in, and, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to really talk about with other people, because most people don't do that, and now, I I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm, like, shitting on TV or whatever, like, I consume TV and movies and all that kind of stuff too, but I am perfectly fine not doing that. I'm perfectly fine, you know, sitting with my thoughts in a room with nothing on for hours, you know, hours, you know, like, I don't really mind. I don't have to be recording, you know, a podcast episode. I can keep this lengthy, but it's like, you know, I can sit and think about this stuff just in my mind on my own on a regular basis, like, I don't really mind just sitting there thinking about this, um, if I wasn't recording it, I would have been just, like, thinking about it for this whole entire, like, 90 minutes, um, I would have just woken up, and that would have just been my morning, just wake up, have some coffee, and just think about this, um, you know, this, this kind of where, what I'd rather do, you know, um, I mean, now World Cup just started, so I'm definitely going to be distracted by watching soccer, but, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of, uh, um, kind of like, um, you know, like, I kind of know where I'm at with stuff, I kind of know how I, uh, naturally react with things, um, and, you know, I tend to value those experiences a lot, even though I don't really maybe share them all the time, uh, but, you know, I know I kind of, you know, I march to the beat of my own drum, I kind of live life a little bit differently, um, and that's fine, you know, I'm not, like, everybody does things the way that they're gonna do it, I don't think I'm doing anything better than anybody else, but, um, you know, I definitely, 
you know, really gravitate towards a lot of topics that aren't just like surface level stuff and stuff that's kind of beyond the daily grind. You know, that is kind of where I prefer my focus to be is beyond this daily grind. Like, yes, I like to focus on it. Yes, I like to make goals, reach goals. But, you know, I also like to be in different states of consciousness and very aware of those or at least studying them and um, um, being able to like fully kind of like have the experience of those altered altered states of consciousness and I I do value those in uh, on a regular basis just kind of like energy shifts and all this different type of stuff which is why I was mentioning you know I'm not I'm not really going to eat a normal day early breakfast today um, just because I want my mind to be in a certain, uh, I wouldn't call this necessarily the clearest my mind gets, um, but I want my mind to be in this state that it's in now. You know, I'm not trying to like eat a bunch of stuff that kind of makes me a little... uh, um, there's nothing wrong with eating. It's just, you know, sometimes it just makes me a little um, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, I don't know what the word is just you know eating and it 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 kind of changes I don't know it, it just changes my mental energy like not necessarily in a bad way it's just I know it would change it to a way that I don't want it to be until this afternoon so um trying to like capitalize on this morning having you know a Sunday morning it's a good time for me to do certain things because I don't work Mondays and um it's not a time that I've like set aside for certain other things like I do Saturday mornings like like Sunday mornings are like a different type of day for me so um yeah so I'm gonna get on with it but with that 90 whole minutes thanks for listening Thank you.